thank you for tonight, God, that you just allow us to come together, Lord, just to worship you. And I just pray that tonight, as Dan comes, Lord, that you would just use his words, God, to just impact our hearts with what you need to tell us tonight, God. And I just pray that we get whatever you need us to get out of this message, Lord. And I just pray that as we go through this book, Lord, that you would just impact our hearts, God, and just change us for you, Lord. And I just pray that as we go throughout our week, that you would just allow us to be used for your will, God. And I just pray that you would keep us safe as we travel. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephen and band. Appreciate y'all. And what y'all do. What, um... What book are we in? Ephesians. Who, who, who wrote the book of Ephesians? Paul. He wrote it to who? Gentiles are... Are, are, are they Jews? No, they're non-Jews. That's what Gentile means. It just means non-Jews. But a lot of times the Jews would use it. It was at the time that it was used in a derogatory sort of sense a lot of times. And was it Gentile what? Y'all said something else? Believers. They were believers in Jesus Christ. So that's who he wrote this book to. And um, two weeks ago, I, I taught, I didn't teach, we, and we did a spiritual gifts assessment test. Now, now, when we take that test, it doesn't mean that, that that's what you are, and it just sort of helps you sort of find where, where you tend to fall, where you lie. Because we're going to continue some with that for this week. But... Um, I had Mr. Greg Cook fill in for me this past week. I heard he did a fantastic job. So, Greg, I, pr- I appreciate you taking the time to teach uh, and uh, and um, spend time in the Word with the students. I was out. Our little Kylie, almost called her the wrong name. Gosh, uh, we, we've been home for nine weeks now from from China. Uh, she's got a cleft lip and palate. We had her lip re- re- repaired Wednesday. So some of y'all saw her and had a big old hook in her nose and taped up, but she's actually got a nose now. She came out, uh, you know, she didn't really have a nose, and her, her mouth is just all jacked up. That's the only way to describe it. I love her. Uh, but she's got lips, and, and we're amazed at what they can do. So um, she's doing great. If just she'll sleep through the night, um, that would be good for me. But I'm doing all right at this point. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, I asked you a question, and that was, what is your gift? What is your gift to use for the body of Christ and God's glory? Right after I asked that, we took a gift assessment test. Now, who here, who here was here two weeks ago and they took that test? Just raise your hand. Who here remembers what their top three th- th- things were? Don't worry. I'm not gonna, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And I'm going to pass out your cards if you've forgotten. You're like, I have no clue what it is. So just to help you out. So next week we will do, do that. But the question still is, what is your gift? And uh, are you, you, you using it for God and His glory? God calls all believers to live for Him and to use the gifts that He gives to build up the kingdom of God. We're going to look at some scripture and, and verses. We're actually going to look at a lot that just talks about the gifts right now and what they are and what they're for. Because if you can get this now at your age, I need everybody attention. Just give me attention. I'm not going to talk for a long night. 
At your age, if you can just begin to get this and apply this in your life, it will help you leaps and bounds as you grow into adulthood. Because you'll find out as you use gifts for God that it's, it, you, you think less about you and more about them. And you will find that life is much, 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 much better when we do things. I didn't, 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 didn't stutter there. I was much, much, much better when we do things not for ourselves but for God. We're going to um, read Ephesians 4, verse 11. Let me stick real quick. That wasn't loud. And um, I'm going to ask you to stand up as we read this part. This is sort of our, our main text for tonight in honor of God's holy and perfect word. We're going to be in verse 11 and go to verse 16. It says this. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the full fullness of Christ. Boy, there's some big phrases right there. Um, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and Carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole whole, whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Let's pray one more time. Dear God, we thank you for your holy and perfect word. And Lord, just let this just settle on us and fall on us. And Lord, if, if that, that these are the, the most important things that are said t- tonight and shared for you to use, Lord, we ask for you to use them all uh, for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat. Now, verse verse 7 before that has talked about for believers, and don't read this, it's for believers that the Spirit and through Jesus Christ gives gifts to believers to be used for the king, king, kingdom of God. And it begins to list, list them in verse 11. It, it says, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. Now, this is not the whole list. Paul writes about these gifts as well in the book of Romans and the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I just want you, you can look at the screen or turn there. Uh, I just want to read through where else Paul writes about the gifts of the uh, Spirit and sort of how the Spirit works and how it's it's given. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 4. We've got the word, uh, the scripture on the screen. It says this, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ. We, though many, are different. Are you different from the person sitting beside you right now? Some of you are going, yeah, I'm way different. And, and, you know, yeah, we, we are different, and God has a plan with that, okay? We are different. We, we know that. Um, we are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that, that, that differ a, according to the grace given to us. We don't have the same gifts. They vary. 
And it's not because I'm better than you. God wants to use each of us for his good work. And you might, well, my gift's not that great. The one who thinks his gift is not great will at times will, will be the gr- greatest gift of all. Okay? So, so keep that in mind. We all have gifts. They're not the same. Even there, it could be we, we, have, we have the gift to serve, but the capacity about which we serve is not the same. So it's how the Spirit has given it to you. So it says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. Use your gifts. Many times they're not used. If prophecy in pro- proportion to our faith, if, if service in our ser- ser- serving, the one who te- teaches in his te- teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation. Do, 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 y'all, do y'all know what exhortation means? Encouragement. The one who encourages... Let him be an encourager. Okay, exhortation, encouragement. We're going to key on that at the very end tonight. The one who contributes in generosity. The one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. 1 Corinthians 12 goes on, beginning in verse 7, it says this. To each is given the manifestation or the gift of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the Ability, ability to distinguish between spirits. Do you know what one who can distinguish between spirits? It's called the gift of discern, discernment. Okay? You meet and you know if this is of God or this is of not of God. And for you, it is very clear. So you can dis- distinguish. Because a lot of times we get lost and... and um, <laughs> a lot of bad things can occur. To an, an, another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are emp- empowered by one and the same Spirit. Every gift empowered by the one Spirit. Like we talked about before, the one hope, the one Lord, the one baptism, the one faith. Do y'all remember that for those that were here? Some, two of you, I'll take it. Verse 28 says this, And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Take a look at this chart just right here, just so you can get a feel of of what all this... This sort of shows in Scripture in um, the New Testament sort of the gifts. A lot of them overlap. They're, they're the same. Some don't. They're just in the first Corinthians 12. But these are what we call spiritual gifts that are given to believers, okay? Big question here. We don't need to go to that next one. Um, what's the point of the gifts? And it says this back in our text in Ephesians 4. So jump back now to Ephesians 4. We just talked about what type of gifts agreeing in verse 11 there. And look what it says in verse 12. It says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Point one, what are the points of these gifts? First, to help believers do God's work. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. Um, Equip the saints to serve God. Your gift is not 
for you. It's for those around you who are walking by faith in a faith relationship with Christ. It's for you to walk alongside them, to help them, uh, to guide them, to lift them up, to point them to God. Um, And this is the key about your gift. You're the only one that can use your gift. I cannot make you use your gift. I can't say, hey, mercy, mercy. I'm I'm bad at that. I'm sorry. You've got to have mercy. I can't make you. Only you can use your gifts. Now, understand this. We're part of a bigger plan. And this is something... There's a point in your life you're going to have, you're going to, have to come to grips with this and what you, mommy and daddy have raised you up in. You're going to have to come to grips and decide this on your own. But let me tell you what the Word of God says and what experience of life has taught me clear. And it's this. Um, we're part of a bigger plan. It's not about making the most money. It's not about being the most popular. Stay away from that word. (laughs) It's not about being the prettiest or the most handsome. It's not about being the best athlete. It's not about fill in the blank. The world tells us so many things and we try it because we think there's got to be something. It's about making much of God all the time. Do you want to find satisfaction Action in this life, joy in this life, even when the trials come and they will come and you will be rocked and you could be sad and you could be hurt. Make much of God all the time. That's what I want my life to be about. That's what we're called for our life to be about. And with your gift, it's to help others make much of God all the time. That's what you're doing with your gift. My gift is, is for those around me that I can talk with and know that, hey, I'm glad you're here time. I got to shake about 16 hands. And those, those that, that you, you talk to, you are to use your gift to help them out. To say, you go, well, man, that takes a lot of time. It, it does. I agree. So first, first it is to help believers do the work of God. Second, it's to build God's kingdom. Look, look there in verse 12 again. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the, the body of Christ. It's built up two ways. Numerically is one way. It grows. We want, I want, do, do you know what I, I want for people that I meet and that I, that I know? I want them to understand the saving grace that I've understood in my life. That I was a, a sinner in rebellion against God going my own way and God not because I was good enough but because he was good enough he he changed my life and I want to tell the world do you, do you want your friends to know that I, I think we do we're, we're scared a lot of times but he wants us to use our gifts to reach others and he wants us to to um, to have maturity the body of Christ to have much maturity that means this when you get get saved when you put your faith in in Christ, are you walking with Christ right away? I mean, are you doing everything right? When you've been doing it for 40 years, are you, are you doing everything right at that point? No one's responding. Are we dead? Is this on? Yes, no, right? They're not doing it right. But is a person who has walked with Christ for 40 years, are they closer than they were? If they're walking with Christ, they are, right? Are you, when you first 
put your faith and trust in Christ, are you closer to him than you, than you were? Because if you put your, really put your faith in him, you're going, going to be. That's going to work. Maturity is how it's going to work. Let me share a little story. I was recently asked to be an assistant coach for Noah's soccer team. His travel rec league soccer team. Um, y'all don't understand. I'm the parent on the other side of the field that yells. Not really bad stuff. I yell at my son in love. <laughs> Kick the ball! Shoot! You know? And, um, and I, I, y'all, what, what, on the spiritual gift test, what's my, my, my weakest thing? Mercy. Why y'all just know that so well? Mercy is, is it? And, um, so my wife has been wanting me to do this for years. She's like, oh, you'll be great at it. But she thinks I can, like, knit a, a sweater. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know why God did something to mess up her brain. She thinks I'm amazing. I'll take it. Um, and so I finally agreed to help out. The coach is a pretty cool guy. And, uh, uh, it's a, it's 12 to 14 year olds that are in this league, and they can listen to instruction and sort of do what you tell them to do. So I can sort of work with that that age group. Um, she wanted me before and has talked to me about wanting me to to help coach six to eight year olds. Um, have you all ever seen a soccer game of six to eight year olds? Um, it's bad. I mean, it's just like they're on the field. Who's the kid that, that, that dug the holes? Gabe or something? We're on this field. The coaches are over the, the parents are all over here. It's, it's sort of a fun league, but there's just one kid 14 feet in front of the goal. He's not the, the goalie. He's just a kid. And he's, he's digging a pit right in front of the goal. His mom's on the phone somewhere over there. And so I'm, I'm over there like parallel with him. I walk parallel with him. And I'm like, Gabe! I think that was something like that. What is it? Caden. Caden. Oh, those, that name, every kid I've known with that name is just a pump. I'm like, Caden! And he's like... I'm like, hey, quit digging the hole! Quit digging! You know, I, I'm about, I would come off the top rope on this little seven-year-old. I mean, it's just bad. Cause he's just, and then there's a girl with flowers, picking flowers on the field. And you're just going, really? Uh, and then... You got this one kid. Oh, this kid killed me. This kid, they would just run and kick the ball out of bounds, and then they'd act like they scored a goal because they thought that was that was. I'm like, there's no one around you. And they'd be like, boom, and just, I could not coach six to eight year old. I would be in jail. Okay, I'm just that God's not calling me to work with with those age kids, youth. Um, I, I, I'm on the edge of jail. You know, there it's, it's but, um, and then they run around. And the ball's right there, and there's like 16 kids, and it's just it's a, a kick fest, you know. And you got two or three kids on each team that can play, and they're they're getting the ball around. My Joseph is one of them. Um, and anyways, um, but so a fourth of the kids know what they're doing, and they try. Half the kids they're smoking pot at the age of seven. <laughs> we will have to delete that. Um, I mean, they're just, they're just not there. It's just like, really? And then uh, a fourth of the kids are rolling on the ground and digging holes. I mean, it's so, and it's just a mess. It's just like, I'm twitching by the time the game's over, you know, and, and there's some drool. It's just bad. <laughs> and it just drives me nuts. Now, there's a whole point to this story. Take a look at verse 14. So, so that we 
may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Do you understand we are like the little kid soccer team? On the field, a couple people care about the game. Not a lot. They're trying to, I mean, this is what, I want to do this for God. I want to, I want to serve the kingdom. There's a couple um, that are just, they're there because mom dad said you've got to be there. And they're digging holes. They're picking flowers. They're chasing butterflies. And they, every now and then the ball hits their foot and it goes out of bounds and they think they did something great. Oh, you know, man, I really shared my faith um, this week. I, I, I used God's name and I didn't use it in vain. I mean, you know, and they think that they got they got it right, and and then you know, you just don't know why you're out there. And as you're playing this game, we're, you know, we're, we're a youth group, we're a body of Christ. And I think sometimes the world looks at this and goes, "Dude, they're a wreck." And we are, apart from Christ, we are a wreck, and we're not always going to get it. But the point is, we've got spiritual gifts that God calls us to use. And as I've been yelling at this kid, hey, hey. Caden, I'll yell at you. Caden, get get in the game. Quit digging the holes. Can I tell y'all? Hey, quit quit it. Quit digging holes. Get in the game. If you are a true life-transformed believer in Jesus Christ, that you put your faith and trust in Him because you sin and it keeps you apart from God, and the only way you can get to God, the only way that you can get made right is through the gift of his son. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father about me. You, you get that. If that's what you believe, when are you going to start to go, okay, I know I'm not really good at a whole lot. I'm pretty shy, actually, and introverted, but I believe God's big enough to use me. When are you going to get in the game? We've got to get. And can I tell you, when a team works together, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. I mean, okay, I'm on the field again. This time my son Noah is playing on a team. And he had been playing on this team for about a year. And um, we hadn't won a game much at all ever. Right, son? It was rough. It was a year ago. And uh, we, were, we were playing this team that we had lost to before. They were an Arlington team. And they were... Not near as good as we were. They just didn't have... I mean, you could watch them playing and go, how are they leading this game? We've got more skill, more talent, and why can't we... And they're leading. They beat us 4-1 or 4-2 to two the first game. And it is... There's, it's like the soccer is a 90-minute game, and there's 10 minutes left, and we're down 4-2. I'm chewing my shoe because our team looks so bad. I mean, it's really... They're better than this, and they just aren't getting it down. So I'm yelling as a kind parent, hey, son... Hurry, run out of time, shoot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that dad. And all of a sudden, one of the girls on our team kicks the ball, and the, the keep, keeper of their team goes to stop it, and it goes beneath his foot and goes in the goal. It's 4-3. There's about five minutes left. So I'm going, push up field, push up field. I'm, I'm going to be an awful coach when this, this season starts in a couple weeks. But push up field, and, um, and, and like, like, like butt up on a hot plate, this team all of a sudden starts to look like they are Manchester United. I mean, they are just passionate. They go. Noah takes a shot from outside the box, scores. It's tied up. There's only a couple of so I'm going, all right, let's do it again, let's do it again. 
because we're running out of time. I don't want to tie this. I want to beat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get the ball. We steal it right when they start again. Within a minute, Noah scored again. He's a champ. Sorry, son. I'm not proud or anything. And, and so he scored. We're up 5-4. They get the ball. I'm like, okay, I just stop them. We get the ball, take it downfield. We score again. We take the ball, take it down, downfield. We score again. We take the ball, downfield, score again. The game's called. It's 8-4. to four. We score six goals in like nine minutes. This team is like shell-shocked. Like what in the world happened? We looked, it looked incredible. It was, I was like weeping. You know, it was just one of the most beautiful things. When a team really begins to work as a team, dude, it's awesome. And that doesn't even come close to comparing to when we're, we're called to... To be a body, one body, many members, one body, work together as a team. Now, um, boy, I've been past my notes. I don't even know where I am. <clears throat> Let's go to verse 15. And it says this. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is in the head, into Christ. Now, don't miss this. We're supposed to use our gift as we're speaking the truth in love. One of the gifts is prophecy. You know what that gift is? The prophets would go up to a people group that were in sin, in rebellion against God, and they would go to them and say, you, 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 you need to get right or the wrath of God is going to come down and crush you. That's really what the prophets did. And the, the people had the choice to turn back to God or not. And some people have a gift of what they call prophecy. It's not they're foreseeing. It's a gift of where they're confronting sin straight up when they see it. Do you know that we're called when we do that to, to do it in love? That we are called to, you know, we cannot lead without speaking the truth in love. We can't, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12, it did that list that we just read through. The very next verse where that comes to an end is 1 Corinthians 13. And let me just tell you how that starts out. It says this. If we speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. Do you know what that is? I'm annoying and empty. I wish I had like a big... I would run around here and just kill y'all with it in love. That, that's what, you know, that our gifts that we have to serve, if we don't do it, if we don't give with love, we don't serve with love, we don't guide with love, we don't lead with love, if we don't shepherd with love, we've missed the point. And the goal is, um, you know, I even skipped one of my points. No, I didn't. I got my points. Y'all just stay right there. We've got to have love when we use our gifts. Now, you, you, some, some of you took a test two, two, two weeks ago. If you did not take this test, let me encourage you to take it home tonight. I've got some sitting on that table right there. If you've not had it, take it home. Because next week, we're going to go through probably ten of these gifts. And what the Word of God says about them. And how right now you as a teenager or youth can use your gift. Because can I tell you, we're deficient. We're hurting.
because people don't use the gift that God has given them. And it doesn't just hurt you, it hurts the, the body. You hear me? Am I making sense at all? Yes? Yes, you're depressed? Okay, good. Now, one of the gifts I said we go back to, and let me just explain this one because there's a point to those cards you have in your hand. Um, one of the gifts is exhorta- exhortation, and that is in- in- encouragement. And it's not you like going, going to a, a, a race, like a track meet, and going, yeah, Sydney, go, Sydney, go, go, Sydney, go, woo! Use my gift of exhortation. Now, we want to cheer her on because we, we love her. We want to cheer her on. But you know what? It, it, it's it's to, to, to in, encourage them specifically in their walk with Christ. Encouraging them could be to use their gift. Encouraging them that, you know what? God is big enough even though this day is awful dark. It's encouraging, hey, you know, I know you must be tired from all you've done, but you're doing a great job and, and God sees what you're doing. You're making an impact. That's what this gift is about. And one great thing about all these gifts, mercy is not something I'm good at. But do you know what? Me being in Christ, I'm called to get good at it. Just because it's not a gift and I'm weak at it doesn't mean, well, I just think of that. I'm going to stay away from that. No, because God is sanctifying me as he's sanctifying you. And he wants me to be more like Christ just like he wants you to be more like Christ. So the things that I'm not good at, I need to work at. So y'all are going to do an exercise real quick of exhortation, encouragement. You've got a card right there. Now let 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 me share this. Um, and I I need uh, I need Caden to raise your right hand. Repeat after me. That's your left hand. I will not tell my pops, my dad. You can't say that. Oh, that. Okay. Anyways, Caden, you can't tell him. This week on Sunday is Pastor Mike's 10-year anniversary here at the church. We'll stay away from that word. Uh, His 10-year whatever you call it at the church. And um, it it says a lot for for someone to be a a pastor to be at a church for 10 years. You can say, yeah, I've heard it before, yeah. But they do a lot, and he's done a lot to pour into your lives, maybe the lives of your mom and dad. It could be yours from camps. He's spoken at our camps before. Uh, you come to our church, and you know, you're in our church service. Now, if you don't know him, you don't need to write a card, card to him, okay? I encourage you to write a card to someone who's made a spiritual impact in your life. If you don't know Pastor Mike, use that. But if you do know him, just take a note, just a minute, say, hey, thanks for what you do, and try to be specific. Man, you, you, when you taught me at camp or how you teach me in church. Thanks for the time you put in. Just give him some, some thanks. And I'm going to ask you to, to leave, to put it in the envelope and, and seal it. Put Pastor Mike's name on it and leave it here. And we'll, I'm going to give him a clump of them Sunday morning, along with a couple more things we're going to do at the church. So take a minute. I'm going to pray. And then y'all write, fill it out, and turn it in to me. Just put it up here on the stand when you're done, done with it. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word, for your truth. Lord, we jump through a lot, but Lord, help us to understand the importance to use our gifts for your honor and glory. Help us to first understand what our gift is and then be bold to, to use it, not for us, but for you and uh, to bring those around us to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.